We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Man, the chains couldn't even hold up this weekend in that Giants-Eagles game. The chain gang got all tangled up. It was like... Oh my gosh, just end this. Do you have a drawer at home with all your old chargers? Like the Apple chargers <laughs> oh, that yes. don't work anymore? That's what that's what that chain looked like. <laughs> I have this drawer that's just a giant set of wires all intermingled. You're so right. It's like two dads out there trying to figure out like yeah, yeah. this is gonna take a while, guys. So actually my wife made me clean that drawer recently and I looked at a charger that both ends of it were already outdated by five years. <laughs> it was like you know, the old Apple chargers were gigantic. Yeah. Apple makes so much money off updating the charger. It's Do they the ever. biggest crime ever. We're That's what happened to the chains. That's uh, what happened to the chains. And we're going to be paying it for after the end of time. 855-212-4CBS. All right. <sighs> Deep breath for all you Cowboys fans. Oh, there. yeah, right. Deep breath. <laughs> they are incapable. <laughs> you know what? And I get it because I understand why they're super disappointed. You put the game of your life on tape if you're Dak Prescott against Tampa Bay and you think you're going to come in and yes, it's a step up in weight class in terms of the defense that you're facing, but you think that he's going to be the guy who elevates the offense, right? Because you can throw on San Francisco a little bit. And what happened? Bad decision-making leads to two interceptions and it might not all be Dak Prescott's fault, Perloff, but Dak sure has to shoulder a lot of the blame for yesterday. Where do you put his weapons? Is if you're going to rank them in the well, they got them this far. Okay, so they can't regardless, be that regardless, bad. Where do you put Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalton Schultz? Compare that to let me tell you some of the other weapons. Yes, like it was, the, it was on the other side, Ayuk, Debo, yeah. Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. Let's look at Cincinnati. Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Let's look at your bills. Well, they're not that good either. Stephon Diggs, <laughs> Dawson Knox. But anyway, my point is the Cowboys do not have great weapons, and I don't know what they do about that. Well, then how did they win 12 games? Like, that's the thing. We talk about the Be- Cowboys, and their offense is really good. Their defense and, is great. Their defense, their defense is awesome. Their defense is great. But I their offense was-, was number one all season, too. They were amazing. Dak played great. Well, and Dak even missed games, and the running game like played great. Tony Pollard... You just really can't, well, you can. You have to underscore how big of a loss that was. That's huge. Okay, but at the same time, Tony Pollard's making $4 million or whatever he's making, and Dak Prescott's making forty-five. I think it's okay to ask when you have the game on your hands, right, when it's three minutes left to go in the game, and when you're trailing by seven, to have to put together your best drive there. And instead, it was the worst drive of the game. I mean, it went nowhere. They went three and out. They couldn't even get a first down, I believe. And so it's like, at some point, I get it from Cowboys fans where you're seven years into this thing and you're still questioning the decision-making from Dak and you're still questioning why this team, when the game is tied at halftime and you're in this game despite the fact that San Francisco has all those weapons you're talking about and the defense, and yet you have a chance and you can't come through. Yeah, it's funny. I'm not hearing anyone criticize Dak for that. Everyone's killing him for the two interceptions. Yeah. For missing Gallup on that long one, kind of, and for throwing it 
to the big one now is he threw it to CeeDee Lamb when Fred Warner was on him, yep. when T.Y. Hilton, I mean, come on, T.Y. Hilton, who didn't get picked up by anybody all season long, yeah. was supposedly open. Everyone is just overreacting because it's the Cowboys. They went against a better team on Sunday and lost on the road. It happens all the time. Yes, Dak did not play great, but there's so much blame to spread around. See, unlike my Bills, who disappointed against Miami and were lucky to come out with the win against a third-string quarterback, the Cowboys set their fans up for even more disappointment because of how good they looked against Tampa. And obviously, we know the difference between Tampa Bay and San Francisco. We know that those are not the same teams. But I think that's what makes this sting even more. They played, and especially Dak, played so well against Tampa. You thought, all right, even if he's... 75% of this or 85% of this, we're going to be right in it. And to their credit, they were in it, but ultimately could not, could not put together the drive when they needed. Well, the eyeball test, you see Nick, you watch San Francisco, you see Nick Bosa get in that track stance. And I think the second play of the game, rookie Tyler Smith got a holding on him. It's hard. Then Fred Warner, I don't know why Fred Warner is a linebacker. He is (laughs) faster than Deion Sanders. (laughs) He is everywhere. he's running with C.D. Lamb down the field. He is everywhere. That Niners defense is incredible. You're right that you can throw him a little bit. D.K. Metcalf did some damage to them, and C.D. Lamb did some damage. It's just a hard assignment. And it's amazing to me, Dak only took one sack, and I credit him for that. He was was finding a way to get rid of the ball. Yeah, I don't don't know what happened with two interceptions. Dak definitely, he said in the postgame press conferences, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to fix this. He's not a turnover-prone quarterback by nature. Something went wrong upstairs with him this year. I think he fixes it. I think he's a good quarterback. And I think the Cowboys are going to be fine and go out in the divisional round again next year. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will feel much better now well, that you Well, hey, that. you know what? Winning 12 games again in the divisional round every year, there are worse situations. Trust me, the Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight for the better part of a decade. It's basically a participation trophy. Uh, let's get, I'll get out of here. Let's get to some Dak Prescott sound. Here he is talking about his interceptions. Can't happen. Uh, and the number that that has gotten to is is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I can promise that it'll never the number will never be this again. I can promise that. <laughs> How can you promise that? Well, I mean, I mean he threw fifteen. He only played twelve games. He's been in the leagues eight years or something. Seven he's, years. Yeah. He's never had anywhere near this number of interceptions. Yeah, and Brett Maher hasn't missed six extra points <laughs> in seven attempts. Well, here you are. So. Out of the 15 interceptions, about six of them hit his own receivers in the head. I think they in got the a tight that's not, the, it's not where you want to hit them. Well, uh, the, my the point other is, part, he, I mean, how many times did they bobble catches? And first of all, Zeke almost gave him an interception too, but Zeke I mean, Dak made the huge mistake of hitting Zeke between the two and the one. That's not where you want to throw it to that guy. <laughs> do not do that. You should have really thrown to Zeke to begin with, but I guess they, you know, with Pollard out, they had no well, choice. Well, I don't know. I'd rather probably throw the ball to Zeke at this point than just hand it off to him in the backfield. Oof. Like, pick your poison when Pollard went out. But uh, th- I guess the thing about Dak and about the interceptions is, do you see a big makeover coming to this offense for yes. the Cowboys yes. this offseason. Okay, no. I don't think they're going to fire Kellen Moore. I mean, Jerry's super loyal to these guys. Well, uh, Kellen Moore's interviewing Carolina. Maybe they get rid of him that Well, way. man, he put a hell of a resume on tape yesterday. Woohoo! I, I think the offensive line stabilizes next year because it'll be healthier. So that's going to help. I think they improve at the running back situation. I mean, Pollard was good this year, but that's an easy thing to solve is running back. And they need one more veteran wide receiver. I don't know where they get that guy. Yeah, I don't know. I 
I don't imagine and they have a lot of salary there's cap. There's going to be a lot of guys, a lot of teams looking for but a the good re- receiver. Actually, the reason I I'm ex- a little excited if I'm a Cowboys fan is because that defense is awesome. I know, just in time for Dan Quinn to be going on head coaching interviews. But I guess the other thing about about Dak that I want to say about the interceptions is yes, he had 15 and 12 games. He's got 17 now. You're saying that they're bouncing off his receivers' hands. To be honest, he probably could have had. Four interceptions yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, but he was facing San Francisco. How many should he have had against the Bucs? And everyone's like, oh, the Bucs are a terrible... The Bucs weren't a terrible d- defense. Uh, the Bucs were not the Vikings. Well... <laughs> I mean, I think... Where do you think the Bucs the Vi- ranked the defense? There's a special place for the Vikings from this season. <laughs> I mean, they make Daniel Jones look good. Yeah, and then the Eagles made him look... Like Daniel Jones. Look bad. <laughs> and it's such a bummer because I said that Daniel Jones over rushing prop was the only certain thing in this cruel world. And even that didn't cash. <laughs> Yikes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Jerome. Wants to talk about Dak. Jerome's in Vegas. What's up, Jerome? How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Well, good. Two quick points about Dak. I think I might side more with you, Maggie. But I want to... Uh, Quick take on the game. You know, the Cowboys went from playing Monday night to Sunday. Niners went from Saturday to the following Sunday. They had two more days off. They were even in the first half, but I think the Cowboys, you know, ran out of gas in the second half. I think it was probably because they were on a shorter time frame between games. So I think that's my take on the game. But um, as far as Dak, you know, you can't, take a lion's share of the salary and not accept the lion's share of the blame. You're getting $40 million a year. You're to blame. You can't have it both ways. And as it is, he got outplayed by Mr. Irrelevant playing for the league minimum. Yep. Purdy threw no interceptions. Dak who too. No interceptions, I mean, no fumbles from Purdy. And, you know, it's like Purdy and, and Jerome, it's a good call. Thank you for making it. It's not like Purdy was all world, but there were throws out there that looked really good. And in the second half, when he needed to put together a drive, he had great throws in the middle of the field. So Kyle Shanahan right in the middle of the field for Brandon Ayuk and for Debo and McCaffrey. Yeah, Purdy played well. Yeah. How about this? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but I think if you put Dak in a Niners uniform yesterday, he would have played well, too. There's a lot working for that offense. I don't know. Those interceptions. Uh, how about this? This was the Dallas Cowboys' official Twitter handle, okay? The the checkmark Dallas Cowboys Twitter handle, it's got 4.3 million followers. They tweeted this. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That's like not usually what comes from the your own team. Usually it's like, all right, on to the offseason. Or like, <laughs> hey, thanks for everything, Cowboys fans. Like Basically like, Dak, you blew it from their own Twitter handle. Right. I think there's a little misunderstanding of what that tweet was. That's a column by a DallasCowboys.com columnist. Every team site has their yeah. own writer. And that's what the columnist wrote. And a lot of teams have columnists who write that. So they were just tweeting out the article. It wasn't just their general opinion. No, right? I, they were just, no it's uh, linked to an article that talks more about Dax turnovers. Like, right, it, right, right. You don't usually get that from state-run media. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, listen, but a I lot have, of teams have very honest and real reporters. They, they, no, all, all sorts of teams have negative columns on their thing. They, they don't usually tweet out word for word the most damning part of it. <laughs> But, about uh, their franchise quarterback? I mean, yeah, no, it, they usually po- put more of a positive spin on things. Team media has evolved where they have uh, like real reporters. 
I think the Cowboys for a while had Brian Brodus, who was brutally honest. No, I think a lot of teams have that. I, I think this tweet's being way overblown. It's not like the Cowboys want to get rid of Dak. No, I don't think they do. I, I wish for, I'm telling you, I want Dak out of there. I want to see Dak just to know I need him in another, another uniform. Would you want to know, is Dak good? How good is Dak? Wouldn't that answer so many questions? Well, because no team is perfect, so I don't know if it would. Uh, Kevin is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Wants to talk about the Bills game. What's up, Kevin? Well, I I got three blames here that I want to talk to you about, being a Bills fan myself. Number one, Josh Allen had no chance to throw the ball. That offensive line is so pitiful. I mean, how, how how do you get the ball out? I mean, and, and then that goes back to the the offensive coordinator. Dorsey, I'm just so disappointed. We missed Dable. Yep. Brian Dable was so much more creative. Dorsey should have recognized what was going on. They should have had him going out. They should have had some more checkdowns. They should have had better screens early on in the game. It's like playground football. Everybody go long. Josh, you drop back and throw. Play after play, all the pressure. He did nothing to negate that pressure by having Josh roll out. Um, and then, you know, the defensive line, they look like boys against men. Yeah, they were slow. So there's young bucks that they hired or, or, or recruited, what am I saying, uh, you know, drafted two years in a row. And these guys are young and strong. And we need a 30-some-year-old vet to make a difference <laughs> in our pass rush. Yep. Uh, and he was making a huge difference, Von Miller, that is. Yeah. He was. But Why you, can't these young guys do this? Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, and Perloff made this point earlier, it's like Von Miller went out weeks ago. You know, they had to be able to, and they have to be able to work around it, and those young guys, like, really couldn't step up in snowy weather, but the Bengals were playing in the same weather. So thank you so much for the phone call. Good call. It's like it's like the Bills were playing in the snow and the Bengals weren't. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Now, that brings up an interesting question, though. Have they hit on all these draft picks? I know they've drafted a lot of, Defensive yeah. linemen. Some it's a little too early to tell, like the Gregory Rousseau's and the Boogie Basham's. I mean, these guys are pretty young. Epinesa pretty young. is not that great. I don't know. Rousseau's in his second year. I mean, they're, they're still young. Feels underwhelming. Uh, Kevin has said a lot of things that you've been saying yeah. all along that the offense does not have, and it's kind of, it's not just this week. They have not had that intermediate game at all. No, they haven't, which is why they signed Cole Beasley back late in the season. That's not a sign of strength to get a guy off the street late in the season. No, and a little bit was Isaiah McKenzie dealing with some drops first off and then some injury stuff. But He had a nice catch early, and then it didn't do anything. I know. I know. Is Gabe Davis good? That's I keep asking you this. How good is Gabe Davis? Um, that's a great question because he had four touchdowns against the Chiefs last year. I think everyone thought he was going to be amazing. Yeah. And then he had a lot of drops this year. A lot of drops. So... Yeah, and but you know, he brought up a good point that I did not bring up, which is that the Bills' offensive line didn't play well, and they too many holding calls. I mean, eight penalties for the Bills yesterday. Oof. Woof, woof. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, we got to get to the most head scratching moment from the weekend. I mean, this just made no sense whatsoever. Perloff and I will dive in in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff. Hey, by the way, if you want to watch us on YouTube right now, go to youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Hit subscribe if you don't mind. It's a great way to get notifications when the show is about to start. Hit the like button. We'd appreciate that as well. You can also listen to us on all of our affiliates nationwide on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. We're back with the head-scratching moment of the weekend right after this. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, there's a lot of hardcore, serious football this weekend, but there was also a fair amount of humor. In fact, there was probably more humor this weekend <laughs> than I expected. and it, it was great. There, there are a lot of light moments. I'm sorry, Maggie. Of course, the Bills losses. Yeah. No, First nice. and foremost in yeah. our mind. But you have to admit, before they lost, there were a few chuckles this weekend. Yeah, some of the head-scratching moments from the weekend really were pretty hilarious. I mean, if we want to stay with the Bills game, I mean, this incredible moment where DeMar Hamlin is in the stadium and he goes up to one of the suites or, you know, in the box, and CBS keeps showing <laughs> Hamlin and his family in the box, but it's snowing so yeah. hard that nobody <laughs> could see him anyway. Like, in there is DeMar Hamlin. It's like, you could have told me anybody was in there. It's like yeah. The Rock is sitting in there with Joe Biden. And, and Eddie uh, Murphy, and, yeah. yeah. I would have been, had to take their word for it. That would, I didn't know if we were allowed to laugh at that because I know <laughs> De, DeMar Hamlin topics are pretty serious. No, they are serious, but, like, that was objectively it was, funny. It was embarrassing. Those flakes were gigantic. That's that's what we call accumulating snow. Oh, is that what we call? That's, that's in Buffalo. That's the snow that's right. going to build. What up. else you got? Okay, other amazing one from uh, from the weekend. We mentioned that the chains got tangled in the Giants Eagles yeah. game. How about Nick Sirianni? Who brought this guy to the party? He's down where the Eagles are about to attempt a, a two point conversion, just to rub it in the face a little bit for uh, the Giants. And he's down there. They're going to try to draw the Giants offsides, try to get it to the one. And apparently the side judge tells him like, hey, you can't be here or something like that. And Sirianni turns and curses at the guy. (laughs) The camera picked up every last part of the F, blah, blah, blah. And he says, oh, you have? Let's hear it. I mean, at first I thought he was yelling at one of his coaches. I'm like, whoa, who is he yelling at? And it turned out it was the refs. This is my favorite part. It's 27 nothing. Yeah. Why are you trying to draw the other team offside <laughs> to get a better know. shot at a two-point conversion? None of it made sense. <laughs> the guy's a lunatic. <laughs> and by the way, did we talk about the chain yet? Sorry, did you do yeah. this? The chain was probably the last best chance the Giants had to stay in that game. Just, <laughs> it slowed down the incredible momentum for just a moment. Yeah, The Giants needed to collect their breath, and I thought the chain might do it, but it didn't work. No, it didn't. Also, uh, Nick Sirianni getting called out because he and his staff had ordered pizza from a popular chain restaurant that has a stuffed crust, and he's getting killed in Philadelphia because apparently Philadelphia is the pizza capital of the world. Didn't realize that and that he should have gone to a local spot. Did that bother you as a Philadelphian? It was ridiculous. (laughs) No, I mean, there's so much amazing pizza, cheesesteaks, Italian food in South Philadelphia. 
It's an embarrassment. Yeah. Nick Sirianni does so many goofy things. I still love him because he has the Eagles in the conference title game. But if he lost, we would be jumping all over him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mention the weirdest thing that he said. I buried the lead here on Nick Sirianni. Pardon me. Whatever I just said about Nick Sirianni, put it in the back burner. This is why the guy's a lunatic. I know this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having Michael Jordan out there. Like, he's your leader. He's your leader. He's your guy. He's your, like, that's, hopefully that's the biggest respect I can pay to him, uh, compare, comparing to his ability to be in on the field, uh, to a, to a Michael Jordan type. Like, this guy leads, <laughs> brings this calmness to the, to the entire team. He plays great football. Um, he's tough as, as they come. Does Nick Sirianni know anything about Michael Jordan as a leader? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, really, yeah. from The Wire. Yes, yeah, right. Yes. Creed Black 2. Black Panther, right, right. Yeah. It, Jordan as a leader is kind of like, I, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Jordan was known as one of the biggest bleep holes on the face of the earth. His teammates, like, were f- were scared of him for he a while. Punched Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a moment that they, like, you know, brought them together, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> Sure. All the years later and a couple championships later, I guess I you could say I did hear that Jalen Hurts tried to punch Fletcher Cox in the face, but that <laughs> yeah. did not go well. I don't think that would go well. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, by the way, who's like, seems like the more mild-mannered lead-by-example would have nothing in common leadership-wise with Michael Jordan. Oh, my gosh. They're totally different styles. I under- kind of understand what Sirianni was getting at. He was trying to say that the whole team rallied around Hurts like everybody rallies around Michael Jordan. <laughs> I thought it was not like rallying around Michael Jordan. It was like, if you don't step up and be a contributor on Michael Jordan's team, you're either going to get like physically harmed or you're going to be gone. <laughs> I think also you believe you're going to win if Michael Jordan's on your team. So everyone believes they're going to win because Jalen Hurts is there. Well, there's a little bit of a difference in that Michael Jordan also played defense on those on those teams. So, <laughs> you know, and was really, really freaking good at it. So, sure, but... Whatever floats your boat, Nick Sirianni. I mean, they did beat the 9-6-1 New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the time to start comparing people to Michael Jordan is when you beat the the Giants who snuck into the play. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then the final head-scratching moment, at least from our vantage point, I mean, the Cowboys on the final play. Now, they never would have <laughs> yeah. had to run that if Dalton Schultz hadn't just gotten two feet down and picked up an extra 12 yards. Total brain fart by Schultz or lack of focus or whatever. And they lined up in something. I don't even know if yeah. you can play that in Madden. I, okay. I, people are going to kill me for this. I love that lineup. I love that play. Ezekiel Elliott like, <laughs> almost was six feet <laughs> underground <laughs> because of that play. So Ezekiel Elliott, it's his last snap. You don't have to worry about his health. He's never going to be on the team again. You want to get all your fast guys on the field for a lateral. What's In theory, there was some good theory here. In practice, it could not have gone worse. What did they think was, like, what did you think was going to happen when you have one of the ferocious members of the San Francisco defense, and Al Shahir is going to go one-on-one, and tr- he trucked Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah. And but, got to Dak Prescott in point two seconds. Before Dak even had the ball in his hand. <laughs> it was the most, that was the stupidest play I've ever seen. Well, I mean, lateral plays are never going to be pretty. Do you like the theory of putting all these fast guys on there? Yeah, but I think that even D'Amico Ryans called a timeout. Yeah, that was bad. That wasn't the indicator? Like, hey, you might want to have another person over there. That was the other part also. Like, why are they lining up in that formation? Like, they're just standing there. Wouldn't you just be in the huddle and once the ball's ready to be snapped, just kind of rush out? Oh, is that illegal? I don't know. No, I mean, you can rush out there and line up. As long as you have like the personnel oh. on the field, you don't have to let them know what 
formation you're about to run. Listen, so they, you saw that formation, Mike, and you knew immediately that was legal or illegal because I think no, no, most of America was confused. No, no, but the 49ers called so they can prepare for it. Yeah. Had well, they it, just saw, seen it, they may have, like, you know, maybe there would have been some confusion there. And also, why don't you put, like, Dalton Schultz in the center position? Because, like, at least he can take a block as opposed to a running back who <laughs> can get crushed. I know Zeke is, like, known for being able to pick up the blitz. Like, he's good. But that's just a straight – it was like an Oklahoma drill between the two of them. Like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Well, and the bigger problem, forget Zeke, the receiver, the guy that I, they just showed a play on NFL Network, we're watching in the background. The Niners, the Niners defender closed 25 <laughs> oh yards at about three seconds. Whoever this guy, who was the guy who had the tackle for the Niners? Because he is a speed demon. He came out of nowhere. That was Epicam. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> the Niners have. Uh, I felt bad for Zeke on that one. It's like he's got the visor on, he can't see. But the way the Cowboys narrative, next week. the way the Cowboys narratives work, people are sort of, and this in in a year's time, people are going to say, "Well, remember the Cowboys had a shot against the Niners and they blew that lateral play because that's going to be the signature play of that game." <laughs> I, and it had nothing, nothing to do with I, I what just happened. Like how in that everyone game. talked about Dak sliding when they probably still wouldn't have won the game even if he didn't go no. down there. What they should remember is that the Cowboys were down seven and got the ball with three minutes left and went three and out. Come on. It was against a yeah, they had to pass every three and outs not surprising. They were going against the Niners. They were going against this great, great defense. You had plenty of time to 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 mount a drive there. They couldn't do it. And that's what it's going to be remembered for. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Actually, it's probably going to be remembered as Brett Maher actually two field goals, but missed another extra point or got another extra point blocked. Um, how about Dave, who's in North Carolina? Wants to talk about who he thinks is the best quarterback in the league. Dave, what's up? Hey, what's up, Maggie and Furlough? Yeah, this is a Carolina cat that pulls for the Carolina Panthers that really has no dog in the fight. But I think Joey Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. If not the best, he's in the top two. And nobody talks about this guy coming back from a complete tear of the ACL. If that would have happened to Mahomes or Allen, does their career still take off in the same trajectory? I don't know. I mean, Joey Burrow's gone through that. He's gone to the Super Bowl. Now he's in a conference championship game where he's 3-0 and versus Mahomes so far in his career. So it's kind of like a, a Peyton and Brady aspect. At the beginning of the career, I thought Manning was a little bit better than Brady. But once they started playing each other and Brady started winning a bunch of those games, the narrative kind of started switching. And um, so, yeah, I think I think Joe Burrow is that guy. And yeah. and versus Buffalo yesterday, they couldn't stop him. No. Nope. Also, in that Monday night game, the first I, I hate to bring it up, but because it's the Demar Hamlin game and it's kind of taboo. But that first drive, they went right up and down the field. On that I know, Buffalo but Dave. Defense. So a couple things about that, and I, I'm glad actually you brought that up. And I think we can talk about it now because you know it looks like Hamlin is going to make. His recovery is ongoing, but it looks like he's going to make a full recovery. That's that's a that's a feel-good story now. I hated when people said that looked like it was going to be a blowout for the Bengals because it was nine minutes into the game. And, yes, the Bengals looked really good on that first drive, but the Bills might have gone for it instead of kicking the field goal if they knew the game was going to be over in the next drive. Okay, so I always hated that. I feel like yesterday when I was watching the Bills game, for a lot of reasons, particularly DeMar Hamlin's health, I wish that they had been able to play that game because if the Bills had gotten blown out, I would have liked to think that they could have made some adjustments mm. upon playing them the second time. 
Like that could have been, you know, this kind of happened, not they got blown out, but famously when the New York Giants upset the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the undefeated yeah. Patriots, they had played them a few weeks earlier and kind of like got to just see what it was like. And then, you know, they end up beating him in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But you did notice even in that game, the Bills offense sure looked a lot more confident in one drive than at any drive of You're yesterday. So right. Because their footing was good. I know. Well, that, that this is what makes me think the game was, it's, it was almost lost before they even came out of the tunnel. The snow was on the ground, and that was curtains, which is baffling for a team when that's your home stadium. That's, have, that's scary about their mental state also. I mean, if you can't get over a little bit of snow, I mean, the Bills will never get anywhere. Like, any little speed bump, any little adversity, they just can't handle it. Well, and I just wonder, like, you know, we talk about Sean McDermott, and I think he's a good coach, but he's not calling plays on the offense, and Leslie Frazier's running the defense. It's not like they're a great strategy team. It's not like he wins all these challenges all the time. It's not like he, you know, has all these great game designs. Like, what what am I looking at with him? If you don't have your team ready to play in the snow, does the head coach not have to wear some of that? Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying that he needs to be fired, but, like, what do you do around here if that's not getting this team ready to play in the snow? Well, there's good news, though. What's that? Help could be on the way. Oh, what do you got? I just saw... Odds from betonline.ag of where Saquon Barkley will go next. I told, did I not just say Ooh, it? You just said I in the just break. Said it to him just said in the break. I said They're I not know what the one, Bills though. are going to do. If Saquon Barkley yeah. leaves the Giants, the Ravens are the favorite at plus four hundred. Then the Bills right behind them at plus four twenty five. Then the Broncos at plus five hundred. I, I don't know how the Broncos are going to swing that. Signing an injury plague Saquon Barkley. What a cherry on top of the Sunday. That I don't was. know. It's kind of fun. I think a lot of Bills fans would be psyched about no, no, that. No, no, you can't do that. Saquon's is another guy who's not. Well, I know he played at Penn State and then the Giants, but he's not. It's not like he's awesome in the in the snow. He's not a dirty yards guy. He's a break tackles guy and dance and do the Barry Sanders imitation. That's not what they need. Well, how do we know that? Maybe they don't win as many games, so they don't have to play at home in the playoffs. Maybe that would be. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're talking about with the <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Like, yeah, no, yeah. No, they, it's they, better to go on the road. They do not need Western New York in January. <laughs> Nobody does. Well, you might be right about that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So you guys, we're going to get in as many phone calls as we absolutely can. Also, an update on everyone's favorite head coaching candidate. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Will in Tulsa. Maggie, did you make wings on Sunday? And if so, what happened? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Yeah, Maggie, what was your sort of culinary plan, strategic plan to help your team along? Well, everyone knows that the last two years we made homemade wings with the homemade blue cheese and all of that, and they lost. So the Bills did. So decided to change it up this year. And instead, I had, like, tomato soup with, like, a hummus wrap and did the complete opposite. And then when they lost, we ordered pizza and wings because it was more like a drown your sorrows pizza and wings, and we just ordered them. We didn't didn't make them. So health food's out for next year. Yeah, that didn't work either. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Like, a tuna fish sandwich? I don't know what to try to to help this team. Well, I think you should have stuck with the wings. No, couldn't do it. I'd never forgive myself. If I made the wings and they looked that bad, I'd be like, oh, what did I do? From what I know about Bill's Mafia, hummus wrap is not really (laughs) the kind of food that that works. 
It was pre-made from Trader Joe's. Like a block of cheese would be good. (laughs) Oh, that's even grosser. A pre-made hummus wrap from Trader Joe's. (laughs) That's your Sunday food? How about chili or something? Hold on on a second. Have you had those pre-made sandwiches and whatever at at Trader's? They're fantastic. I know. Samter's got stock in Trader Joe's. Yeah, I mean, I'm obsessed. Like, everything we eat is They're all over the country, right? This isn't just a Northeast thing. Trader Joe's everywhere. They're, they're at the very least on the whole swath of the Atlantic coast. I don't know if they're out west, but I think right. so. I want no, everyone to be involved in the conversation, not just us. Um, no, no, no. I don't think many f- football fans are involved in this conversation because anybody who loves football does not get a hummus wrap from Trader <laughs> Joe's for Sunday. They All prepare right. I accordingly. Blew it with the food. I, we just didn't really. Tomato soup is, is awesome, though. Yeah. But you got to put a grilled cheese in with that bad boy. I know. I blew it every which way. But you know what? I didn't blow it as bad as the Bills did. So that's <laughs> solace. What did you eat for the Eagles game? Do you have a hoagie? The Eagles. What did I eat? You decided to watch oh. alone, I noticed. So Bold I was invited move. to a party, and I couldn't do it. It's just way too much. You, you can't could have went to the there. party at halftime that and just like enjoyed everybody's company. Well, there was two plans. Or we were going to go. There's a big Eagles bar in the West Village. Everyone's like, let's go to Wogie's, yeah. which is the big Eagles bar. There's First of all, you could get a seat. There was no way that's going to happen. I don't even remember. The game was at 8.15. I mean, I, I, I eat by 6 on the weekends. <laughs> so I don't even remember. Wait, hold on. Are you going to go to Philly for We're working on Eagles 49? I want to go with my dad and my two brothers. Okay. Working on getting four tickets. Uh, I think that's the only way to go. Right? That is going to be an expensive ticket. Yes. Yeah. But good, good luck. You know, I don't, I don't know how many more Eagles runs are going to be like this. Oh, come on. You sound like me. The Eagles were, that was domination. Yeah, that was Against good. the Giants. That was pretty good. That was a fun night. <laughs> I bet. I mean, the Giants just were, that, you know what is unfortunate about that game? It ended up being boring for, the, for just the average viewer. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you think Kenneth Gainwell just gashing the Giants <laughs> is boring. Kenneth Gainwell had a big game. I, and the Boston <laughs> Scott touchdown is just the surest thing ever, only against the Giants. <laughs> uh, let's go to Christian. He's in Alabama. Wants to talk about Dak Prescott. Hey, Christian, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? This is uh, Christian Ballard, Ballard Sports Media on YouTube. and uh, All right, you got I'm that in. The show. What do you got? Yeah, so I want Prescott, do you think that, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the whole, like, uh, rumors of are they going to cut them or move on? I think, I mean, I think this is what they should do. I, I just don't know if they will. But do you think the Cowboys invest in Dak when it comes to the draft? And is, you know, doing that, is that what they need? And, um Invest in Dak when it comes to the draft. I mean, yeah, I appreciate the phone call. I Do they need more weapons for Dak Prescott? Definitely. I mean, we said that going yeah. into the season. We couldn't understand that they let not only trade Amari Cooper and got nothing back. Meanwhile, you Fifth have, rounder. You got Hollywood Brown goes for a first rounder. Like the, the Cowboys blew that on the return from the Browns. And then they let even Cedric Wilson walk and never replace. Yeah. I mean, Michael Gallup, we know, was starting the the season with a knee injury. Didn't seem to care about that. They were going to use Tony Pollard more in the pass game. That was going to be the that was going to be the solution. Well, there should be the way this draft is playing out. I've been reading a lot of mock drafts. There's not necessarily top ten wide receivers, but you could get a wide receiver between twenty two and thirty two wherever the Cowboys end up. So maybe that's your answer for now. It seems like a lot of teams have had success. 
If you can find Justin Jefferson <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> 25, you're in great shape, Maggie. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, just find Justin Jefferson late in the first round. Yeah, Listen. yeah, just get a J- Justin Jefferson in there. You I know. mean, Devontae Adams went in the second round, right? Yeah, I mean, all these guys. Uh, the second round's been amazing. DK Metcalf, uh, A.J. Brown. Second rounders are great. It's weird. It's I, weird <laughs> the way the wide receivers work out. Jerry in the chat asking, homemade hummus. Nope. I couldn't even home make the hummus. Cowboys are 27th in this year's draft, according to Tankathon. Man, maybe I mailed it in yesterday. I just was no, not into that the was, food. That was terrible. It was. I'm I didn't sorry. Even, well, I didn't do great with the Eagles. I should have lied and said I ate a cheesesteak. I don't even remember what I had for dinner. <laughs> uh, Hung's in Pennsylvania. What's up, Hung? How are you? Good, good, good. How are you? We're doing great. What do you think about Dak? I'm thinking about they should get rid of uh, Dak and Elliott, and, and then they should sign Lamar Jackson. He's a dynamic player, you know. Because if the defense last night, the defense great, but 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 the dark always choke. Yeah, yeah. They, you know. they gotta get some some new quarterback like Lamar right now. He's available. Sign Lamar. He's he's one of my you know. I mean, I know I love Lamar Jackson. You know, Hong. I think that everyone in the NFL and appreciate the phone call. I think everyone's watching this Lamar Jackson negotiation very very carefully oh yeah because it, sorry go ahead it's wild all the yeah. reports this weekend that a trade is possible did you buy it you think lamar jackson's a raven next year i think that a trade is definitely possible because and i don't know if the cowboys will be the team to do it you know you've got some other teams who can give you more premium picks like top 10 picks yeah you know the cowboys are picking it lower uh in the first round as Perloff just said so I, they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of competition, but it was almost like when John Harbaugh and and uh, DaCosta come out and they're like, "Dak's our guy," or Dak, excuse me, "Lamar's our guy." Lamar's our guy. Lamar's our guy. It's like, well, guys, if you loved him this much, why didn't you just give him what he wanted last year? And then the report came out over the weekend, 138 million, I think, was I the it was final. One thirty-three or one thirty-three. Yeah. Excuse me. That was the final offer. Of course that wasn't going to get it done. If that reporting is true and 133 was the final offer, shame on the Ravens because you know that's never going to happen. So that makes me think that the Ravens might actually want to trade him. You get three first-round picks yeah. and three players or something like that, and you reset the franchise. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Cowboys, obviously you would do Dak for Lamar. But as an Eagles fan, I have to tell you, the Eagles have never beaten Dak Prescott. And I just feel like if the Cowboys got Lamar Jackson with that organization – He'd get hurt at some point. They're just too snake. Well, Lamar but, might get hurt at any point. Yeah, but for some reason, the Cowboys and Lamar, it doesn't feel like a great fit to me. He doesn't seem like a guy who necessarily wants that big national spotlight. Really? <laughs> I the don't Lamar know. Jackson, well, he's pretty happy in Baltimore. Until this year, we thought he was pretty happy in Baltimore. I just don't know if Dallas is the place to go. Well, maybe he's happy or maybe he feels slighted. Like, you don't see any Lamar commercials. You don't see, you know, he's not like this big national thing. Hell, Baker Mayfield had more commercials than him. That's the kind of world we're living in. I mean, Baker Mayfield has great agents, and I don't think that uh, Lamar maybe. Jackson has great marketing agents. Well, that's that could be. I mean, he doesn't have an agent agent, like someone who negotiates his have, contract. I don't think he really has a marketing agent either. He's leaving a lot of money on the table there. But, um... Yeah, I don't know if he wants the spotlight. Listen, if he but if he wants to go to Miami, right? That's where hometown he clearly wants to that's go. That's wanting the spotlight because then you're the big man on campus in your own mm, home city. That's so the Dolphins is not the spotlight like Dallas. Uh, you're right. Let's get David in Denver, Colorado. Wants to talk about Diggs. What's up, David? Yeah, I just I 
call. I'm in out of my car all day long. Not sure if you guys have already brought it up, but we want to make people accountable for this Cowboy game. Uh, how about Diggs dropping a ball that hits him right in the numbers? Oof, I mean, talk about up. a momentum shifting change opportunity. I mean, yeah, we can rage about Dak and Schultz not thinking things through. I mean, lots of brain farts throughout the game, but. You know, you got you got guys in big times that may need to make big plays, and I'm, I think Diggs needs to be held accountable also. Yeah, missed the tackle, too, as Kittle is bobbling the ball on what ended up being a crucial first down. David, thank you for the call. It just seems, miss, yes, we can call out Trey Diggs, but it seems not fair to criticize the Dallas defense. Yes, he dropped the interception, no doubt. When I thought the defense played really well, I didn't think they were the problem. No, no, no. They were fantastic actually and if i'm a cowboys fan as sad as i am about this game as worried as i am about all the issues micah parsons feels like a player who's going to win a super bowl at some point kind of like aaron donald eventually led the rams he's so good yeah and and like and he was good and i think only like on the stat sheet had like one tackle for loss but he was everywhere and it was like demarcus lawrence had a really big game i mean it was interesting the announcers talked about when the san francisco run game got going they moved Parsons back to linebacker, mm, right, that makes which sense. isn't great because you need him in both spots. Yeah, But I thought DeMarcus Lawrence played well. I, I do think the Cowboys' defense was encouraging yesterday. No doubt. I mean, they're – but what happens if you lose Dan Quinn? Uh, Mike Parsons' speed and talent can lead this unit. Yeah. It's not ideal. Quinn's awesome. But I, I don't know. There's a lot of young talent there. I mean, the question is, is Quinn going to go another year and and – not get a head coaching job. You know, last year I thought it was like almost a certainty. Meanwhile, this, if you hadn't heard it, uh, Sean Payton is going to have his second interview with the Denver Broncos tomorrow. Well, I mean, here's the fact. There's four former offensive assistants left in the playoffs. You need offense. Yeah. You need to help the quarterback. That's why I think teams might not jump on Dan Quinn. Look at Denver, who likes Dan Quinn a lot. You need someone who's going to help Russell Wilson. Is that the number one priority? Yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't get that person in the building. It doesn't necessarily have to be the head coach, although teams get worried. Okay, if we get this great offensive coordinator in here who fixes Russell, they're going to get a head coaching job the next cycle, and they're going to leave. Also, there's this worry that defensive coaches think like defensive coaches and aren't as aggressive and don't help the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think that Matt Patricia kind of was (laughs) the living embodiment of what that could be. Um, Well... Thank you, guys. You've made me feel slightly better today. Just being with all of you, literally in the room and everybody, all of our audience, everyone in the chat. You guys are awesome. That's weird. I would have thought you were used to it all by now. But, yeah, I'm glad we could help. (laughs) God, how many more shots are we going to get in? I don't know. He's on 15 more seconds. You want to get any more? Thank you to Mike Stamter and to Stu Kovacs. (laughs) Thank you guys on the phones and the chat. You're the best. We will see you tomorrow, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.